Striking Chords with Jonathan Douglas. Here, talking with pianist John Lill. You had all these these early successes, great early successes, but there's a sense in which um, it, they haven't gone to your head. They didn't go to your head somehow. How did you manage that? Well, I always think what uh, Toscanini said to Horowitz when they were going on to play a concert. He said, you are no good. He kept saying, you are no good. And when he sat down to play, very nervous. He said, perhaps the others are worse. I mean, it's simply because you can never get perfection, whatever you do in life. And people who think they've got perfection are generally uh, inferior. I think that, uh, for example, some of the loudest mouths conductors I work with, some of the people who are uh, full of ego, are generally the most mediocre. Um, that's not to say you should have false modesty, you shouldn't, and you should have a certain degree of confidence which uh, enables you to project in, in concerts. And true to say, if you feel you've done very well in a concert, there's no point in being miserable about it, you go out and enjoy yourself. But the next day, you do better. So always realize that you can never get perfection, but you can approach it. It's the striving after perfection that gives the peace of mind. But uh, it would be a fool who was very pleased with himself because um, of that very reason. Uh, you must strive always. You must continually be your own severest critic, um, uh, way and above the other critics you hear, for the most part. Having said that, it's extremely helpful if you do have one or two individuals whom you greatly respect as musicians, and they can give you some honest, confidential advice on occasions. Only recently have I uh, learnt that. But in the end, you've got to be eternally self-vigilant and uh, armed with the honesty of getting back to the score doing as much work as you reasonably feel is fit without being tired, keeping the freshness, then you've got every reason to go out, expect um, it to go well. And if it goes well, fine. But realise that tomorrow you could and you should do it better. What about inspiration? You have in the past spoken of uh, inspiration, those moments when you felt inspired um, playing the piano while you were giving a a concert, based on your own experiences, how, how would you describe, how would you define this state of being? Mm -hmm. You can't define something which is intangible. I mean, can you describe the colour red, for example, or the taste of an orange? You can describe a taste slightly more accurately, I suppose. But when you're dealing with a different consciousness, then words fail. All I can say is that I have had complete evidence, uh, especially during my, play, my playing at concerts, that there are many different uh, spheres of um, consciousness and uh, I would go as so far to say that uh, there is enormous and limitless strength of good available to all people who open their minds to this uh, spiritual aspect of life the trouble is it's swept under the carpet because it doesn't make profits for the media but uh, there's no question that uh, reality with a capital R does exist in my meaning that means uh, a continuity of life long beyond this body has rotted away and you get these uh, evidences far more powerfully through the intangible art forms than anything else and in my experience whilst playing the piano when I have felt inspired at concerts I've realized I was simply an intermediary and able to seize on a little of the power that's available that can work through you and without that power you could never play anything like as well because once you finish playing, you could never recreate that ability straight away. You, you've also said in the past that music is one of the few spiritual things left. Does that imply a, a slightly disparaging view of the way things are going in the world? Absolutely. You've only got to look at the television headlines to realise that everything uh, is instant, 
um, uh, what's the word? Um, everything exploits the material and sensational. And uh, there is no room for anything which is long-term because it doesn't make so much profits for the authorities. So people are continually being given uh, their most primitive um, emotions, which, of course, are infectious to far more people uh, who will then want a greater number of those emotions because they eventually become desensitized to them. So the whole thing, unfortunately, is a vicious circle downwards. And probably only a revolution will change that. <laughs> One of the down-to-earth things, um, one of the more down-to-earth things that you do uh, value is your background playing in, for example, the pubs of East London. Um, can you tell us something about that? Well, first of all, I don't value playing in the pubs of East London. I value my past. I value my background. And my mother, in particular, uh, was an incredibly strong personality. She was extremely poor, but she uh, had an incredible wisdom and uh, foresight and ability to put me on the right tracks uh, without forcing and without uh, denigrating. And nothing was denied me, despite the fact that she had uh, so little herself. She sacrificed so much. Uh, her, her, her example, I think, uh, is something which one doesn't forget. And all, similarly, my other relatives, my friends, my father, uh, my uncle, all these people were highly influential, and I didn't forget this sort of past. Um, and uh, it's a valuable part of my background, which is, of course, the basis of the way I play now. Nothing will, really will change that. I will gradually refine that playing, but I don't think the style can change from those intrinsic uh, periods. But playing in pubs was certainly good fun, as well as healthy exercise, throwing out drunks and people like that. I was underage, I looked older than I was, but it was a, a necessary way of getting a bit of pocket money. And it was very good in forced left-hand practice, um, all that uh, pub-style playing. And... Uh, if my school had known about it, of course, I'm sure I would have been thrown out uh, as soon as they'd heard. But thank goodness, as far as I know, they didn't know about it, and uh, I managed to keep it quiet. But it, yes, it was uh, an aspect of my early life which uh, was colourful, and I don't think it did too much harm.